0: Yeah, certainly good to be here. Good seeing everybody. Uh, yeah, I was at the, uh, what is it, like a sweetheart banquet uh, yesterday. I had a great time at that, good food. Unfortunately, my wife couldn't be with me. Uh, she works uh, customer service at a grocery store the day before Super Bowl. Uh, tough to get off, so unfortunately she's not here, but uh, she wished she could be. Um, well, also, I want to say thanks to uh, Carl. You know, I, I'm the U.S. Ministry Director, but I do a lot of uh, the uh, connecting with pastors and our, our ministry leaders through volunteers that we have called Area Representatives, and uh, Carl is actually one of our uh, Area Representatives in, in, in this area and just super thankful uh, for all the support that the church here has given over many years. Because Vic, Vic was an Area Rep, might have been a Regional Director even uh, at a time also. So we do appreciate because we, uh, we can't strengthen the churches without help. We need to uh, work together on it. So uh, very thankful for that. Uh, been an awesome service so far. I really appreciated the worship. Didn't you? There's, uh, there's nothing like when the presence of God shows up in worship. And thank you for the folks that did that for us. Um, well, I, I did have, some, I guess I brought some pictures of one of my wife. Uh, she couldn't be here. Yep, she's, uh, she's looking good. 40 years she was a child bride, obviously. Uh, married 40 years—that's so a long time—and then we have some grandchildren. Uh, yeah, that's uh, we have. There's one other one that we'll show you in a minute. But uh, that's my uh, Roman is there. He's on the right-hand side there. I will wind up forgetting their names, but uh, <laughs> Chloe and Jordan and uh, and Wes is, is in there. And where's the little where's the little guy? Yeah, that's our newborn. Yeah, Janelle, makes she makes really good-looking kids. So uh, yeah, that's Derek, and uh, we loved him a lot. You know, when uh, when when we had grandkids, if we knew if we knew how much fun grandkids were, we would have had them first because uh, it's uh, one of the nice things is you give them back, right? Uh, and also you realize just why you have children when you're young, because man, it is tiring to uh, to take care to you know to watch them and stuff like that. So, uh, but glad to be here. Um, you know. Uh, I really think it's cool what Carl is doing with the. Uh, I don't know what he's growing here. I hope he's got the permits and stuff. That uh, <laughs> it's going to be a happy place soon, I guess. Uh, no. but I love the illustration of that of the uh, of uh, you know things growing out of, out of the sea. Just awesome stuff. Uh, one of the things one of the things that I've been uh, I guess God's been working on in me. I've been working with God. Uh, is you know just since 20 since 2020, and with, with all the craziness of what happened in 2020, uh, and it just seems like it's one thing after another. I don't know, maybe maybe not for you, but it just doesn't. It, it's a, you know we got political stuff, racial stuff, and uh, a lot of personal stuff too. I've noticed. Uh, if it if it could, if God can shake it out, He's shaking it out. You know and. Uh, one of the things that I'm finding, uh, although there's a lot of good things happening in the church. Churches that I'm going to, uh, people are coming to Jesus uh, miraculously. Uh, sometimes the, the people tell me that people are just coming. They're just coming. To I say, well, what are you doing to bring them in? Uh, they're like, oh, we're not, we don't even know. But they're just, all of a sudden, they say, well, I was driving by and uh, uh, I just felt that I would go there. and so, so churches are growing, and the exciting thing is they're growing with... Uh, People who aren't moving from one church to another. Although that, again, with COVID, that has happened. There's been some massive shifts, uh, fish going from one aquarium to another uh, uh, because they needed a change of scenery, I guess. Uh, but with all that's going on, uh, I, I'm finding, I know, I personally, I'm tired. You know, uh, 2023, too, for me, uh, had some just some personal stuff going on in, in my life that uh, just hit me pretty hard and. Man, it was just, uh, I just realized near the end of 2023, man, I'm, I'm tired, and then as I'm doing ministry and connecting with ministry leaders and stuff and church people, I'm, they're tired too. People are tired, and I'm just asking God about that, and I, I want to share with you some, just some things that I'm learning, uh, things that God has shown me, because, you know, it's like, what do we do? What do you do when you're uh, out of power, right? You're, or you're out of strength, uh, Emotionally, right? Because physically is one thing. Hey, if you're physically tired, you go, you take a break for a couple of days, and uh, usually you can recharge your batteries. Although the older I get, the, the long, it takes more than a couple of days. But uh, you don't bounce back like you used to, you know. Uh, but you know, that, but that's what I'm asking God. Because what, what I'm talking about, though, is uh, uh, you know um, when you're tired in your soul, you know, when you just when you're when you're out of when you're out of power, you know. When I, Recently, uh, I live in Lyman, New York. It's a real small town, and uh, in the whole area, the the power company, the electric company, told us they gave us like a two-month notice that on a certain day, this Saturday, uh, they were going to shut off our power from anywhere from four anywhere from four hours to two days. It was, it was just it was just it was crazy stuff. Like like 12,000 people were going to be out of power. Uh, in fact, the place where my my wife where joint works. They 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 closed the place because uh, uh, you know they had to rent uh, refrigerator trucks and they unloaded all their stuff and it was just people were out buying uh, you know you, you went down the street and you, all you heard was generators going you know because because people have, right they've got to get the power and you you would have thought it was the way we were all acting you just would have thought we were going to get a nuclear bomb drop on us but uh, but we made it through it actually took four hours and and the other thing is it was funny how. Uh, you get used to things i'm still turning on the light i'm you know i think i'll check the news like what do i think i'll microwave some of the leftovers nothing you know i'm just just those forces of habit but it's again that you get used to power what do we do though when we're when we're out of when we're out of power when our souls are weak right when our when our heart is, is weak how do we what what do we do with god in those those uh, circumstances and i want to read you a few scriptures that I'll be uh, talking from that have been, help, been helping me. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4:8, uh, uh, and I, I was actually in all of chapter four. But 2 Corinthians 4:8, some of you know this, where Paul says to them, "Listen, we're hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. Perplexed, but we're not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed." He's giving us some hope there. And he's actually being very honest about where we're at. Revelation, then the book of Revelation, I'm going to bring this up later, but Revelation chapter 3, verse 2, and I love love this verse. uh, Wake up, he says, strengthen what remains. I want you to remember that part. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of God. Remember, therefore, what you've received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. Then I'm coming back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1, and then I'm going to be in 16. And just listen to the first verse and almost the last verse of that chapter 4. Uh, Paul says, Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. And then in 4 6, and at the end of the chapter, he basically says the same thing. Therefore, we don't lose heart. Though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. And so when, when, you've got, when you get a phrase like that, that starts out uh, a chapter, right? You know, don't lose heart. And then, and then near, the end of the, near the end of the couple of paragraphs, uh, you've got that same phrase. Usually in the Bible, when that happens, you want to find out what's in the middle of all that. Because he's kind of like uh, putting a frame on it, right? And so, and, and Paul's saying, listen, uh, even, though, even though you're struck down, even though uh, you're persecuted, even though we're uh, hard pressed on every side, right? He's saying, but, but and then he's, he's saying, hey, don't lose heart. Don't lose heart, Corinthians. You know, the, you read about the Corinthian church, it's, a, it's kind of a messy place. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, there's some crazy things going on. But Paul's just reminding them, listen, don't lose heart. When he says, don't lose heart, the heart is again—it's the inner workings of your soul. It's a, it's your emotions. It's where you live as a person. You know, it's it's all the stuff of you. Uh, and and so Paul's saying, listen, uh, you know, don't lose that because when you lose that, you've got some real problems, right? You got there's uh, well, uh, let's see if I uh, Solomon says it this way. He says, uh, and Solomon, like I think he was like uh, one of the wisest one of the wisest guys uh, on the planet. He says in Proverbs 4.23, he says, uh, above all else. I don't know if that's above everything else he said in Proverbs, which was a lot, or everything else in, in, in life. Above all else. Guard your heart. Listen, for everything, everything you do flows from it. I mean, I'm listening up. I like, I, again, I, I listen for things like that. When I see above all else, See, I perk up, oh, well, if I, because uh, I look at it this way, you know, uh, maybe I won't have to read all of the Bible if I can get above all else, you know, uh, above all else, okay, you know, that's it. when Jesus, when Jesus said, uh, or, or, didn't he say something like all oh, the books of the prophets are summed up in these two, uh, what's the most important commandments and stuff, you know, I, I listen to that, right, because uh, if, if that sums it all up, all right, well, I can get that, but listen, we, we have to guard our hearts. If you want to renew power, if you want to renew strength, if you if you if you want if you're feeling like you know low-key and feel sometimes down and depressed and anxious and worry and and uh, you know you're just feeling like it's it's not happening you know because because you're just you just spent right you're just spent emotionally uh, you know the world is upside down it's inside out and it's just one thing after another and uh, no matter what side you take you're wrong you know it's like oh well, you're in trouble and and but but Solomon's, what Solomon is saying and Paul is saying it guard your heart. That stuff that's in you, watch it. We guard a lot of things in our life, don't we? I mean, it's our cell phone, right? You get a special little case for it because if it falls on the ground, it's going to break. you got to guard that thing, you know? You're always, I'm always looking at my cell phone. You know, don't go anywhere without your cell phone. It's a, uh, we have... We have uh, uh, cameras that are at our doors now to see, make sure nobody's stealing the Amazon packages that are coming. You know, uh, we're, we're guarding, we're guarding it. You know, we, we put fences around our property, we guard it. We, we don't want people stepping on our lawn. You know? we, we guard it from weeds and stuff. We, we, because we, want, we guard a lot of stuff, but when it gets down to it, what God is saying is, oh, you guard in your heart. are you guarding your heart? What are you putting in your heart? What are you allowing in? Because if the heart gets poisoned, all of life is going to be poisoned. Our walk with God is poisoned. Our relationships with, with people are going to be poisoned. It's going to be toxic. When your heart, when you, when you let junk in, you see, when we let the junk in, it, it affects everything in life. I'm, I'm not saying that, that's, that's what the Word of God is saying, right? It, we, we, got, we got to watch because everything is flowing out of that. I got to be careful. Listen, it's, and, and it's kind of like uh, in the natural world, a heart condition be, can be like a, a silent killer, right? I, I've had friends, I, I, one friend in particular, had a massive heart attack. And I, I hate when this happens. Well, I always hate when somebody has a massive heart attack. But this guy was in shape. He exercised, he ate right. I mean, he, he just looked... And he almost lied. They said, if you weren't near the hospital, you probably would have died. And he was... Because it's a silent killer. There's stuff going on in there that he didn't even know about, right? He had the... Uh, he had all these blockages, in there. he didn't know about it. And that's why if you're going to guard your heart, you've got you to find some way of uh, checking it out, doing a heart check, right? We've got we to do it. Jesus said it this way. He said uh, in Matthew 5.8. i to take a drink of this. He said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Which means that if my heart's not pure, I mean, I felt like he was smacking me right in the head on, his, on these things. If your heart's not pure, Joe, your vision, your spiritual, your spiritual vision of who I am is going to be distorted. My relationship with God is going to be distorted. It's going to be static. It's going to it's going to be fuzzy. Uh, if if my heart's not pure, if I'm just if I'm if I'm letting stuff in, and, listen, stuff comes in whether we let it in or not because we're walking around in the world, and the world nowadays, the world is crazy. And but you, if you're going to guard your heart, you're, I'm doing an examination of what's in there so that I can get it out of there, right? If, if I have a, if, if, a, if a, I can get an attitude, I know you, I know, reach out. This never happens. That I can get an attitude with people without without you know. And I, just, I, I, I have this attitude, I'm not even sure, I don't even know I have it, right? You got, but I'm snapping at people, I'm losing my temper, I'm, I'm, I'm saying words I shouldn't be saying. And uh, uh, if I don't check my heart, you see, and that's one of the reasons why I, I check my heart uh, to see, so I can get that stuff out. Jesus said it this way, he said, Matthew 15, uh, 18 and 19, he says, this is Jesus. But the things that come out of a person's mouth, don't you just wish that wasn't in there? Come from the heart. Man, and these defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts. Like, and man, he puts a list here murder, adultery, sexual immorality, stealing, lying, slander. See, I, I kind of wish that uh, he didn't put that murder, adultery in there with lying and slander. Because you know? uh, I can lie and slander sometimes, and that puts me in with, well, I don't think I'm a murderer, you know, but, but, but here's the point. Here's my point is, my point is, though, these things come out of a person's mouth. So if I'm going to examine my heart, what I'm doing, I do it, I try to do it a couple times a day, is like, okay, how are things going? Okay, I said, okay, Joe, how are things going? Well, what, what's my, what have I been saying? Have I been short with people? Well, I, this, I'm always short with people, but you know what I mean. Uh, this is as far as I got, you know. Uh, people ask, where did you grow up? Well, I never really did. You know, this, uh, this is about as high as I got. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, what are the actions, right? What, the words of my mouth, the actions. What actions am I taking? Am I taking uh, actions that Jesus would take? Am I taking actions that are motivated by the Holy Spirit? Or are my actions much more mean and uh, more selfish and more self-centered? You see that I, if I'm not examining my heart, I don't know what's in there. And that toxicity is going to affect me and it's going to affect uh, my, rela- my relationship with God. See, because what I say and my actions are a good indicator of my heart health. And, the, and my heart health is going to determine the power and the presence of God. It's going to determine the strength of my soul. It's going to determine, really, the influence that I'm going to have for the kingdom of God. It's going to determine my joy, my peace, my, you know, my happiness, because a poisoned heart is not going to produce the fruit of the kingdom, right? And so I, I, I need to take time every day. And for me, I want to remind myself throughout the day to see how, how am I doing? You see, uh, and what Paul challenges these Corinthians about not losing heart, he says, listen, now listen, uh, Corinthians, in order to do this, you're going to have to get honest. And uh, one thing sometimes I think as Christians, we're not very good at is being honest, right? Get honest with God about your present state. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4.2, where he says now, he says, we've renounced secret and shameful ways. So you got to be honest. What's your present state? Uh, we don't use deception. We don't distort uh, the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. Right? See, God already knows our state of mind, but He's saying, listen, uh, what Paul's saying, get honest. Uh, you know where where are you really at? Don't use deception. Don't try to make yourself look better than you than you are. Don't you know? One of the things that we learn in the church. I don't know if you've noticed this. That when you have a powerful testimony. I mean, when you first come to Jesus, right? When you first give your heart to God, and if, if the the better you were, the more exciting it is for everybody, right? But then you learned along the way in the church. Well don't be telling everybody your sins. You know, like, you ain't going to get nowhere in the church if you keep telling people about your sins. And we all have them. You know, we still need Jesus. You know, we, hopefully we're not doing the same ones as last year, but we still got them, uh, right? But you, we, learn, we learn to shut up and uh, look good, you know, put your Sunday best on. But Paul's saying, if you want to have a strong heart, if you want to regain your strength, if you want to recapture the power and presence of God, He's saying, "Listen, we got to start getting honest. You know, we got we got we got to get honest with God, and uh, if you really if you really something, uh, get get honest with other people sometimes. But you know, we we got all this worry in us and anxiety in us, and uh, and it's it's all in there. And God can't take care of it if we don't ex- confess it to Him, right? We that He's not He's very patient with us." Uh, what, what do I have here, you know, anxious, one of the things that I do, I call, I, I didn't quote, I didn't make the phrase, but when I got all this uh, stuff bouncing around my head, you know, stress, anxiety, worry, all this stuff, uh, I just, I, I, I do a mind dump, you know, I just, I just got to get it out, I got to get it out on the paper, you know, just write it all down, and then I just push it aside, and I say, okay, God, it's all yours now, right, and make sure I don't have Velcro on, right? It sticks back to me, you know, uh, you know, rebounds back. No, no, no. you know, because Peter told us, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And that word cast is like just, it's got the connotation of it. Just dump it off. You know, just, I mean, just dump it off. Just take it all off your shoulders and dump it on him. And one of the ways to do that Right is again cleanses the heart is to just give it all to Him. Like, and some people even they'll have like a God box. I've heard people say that, and they'll take they'll take that paper. Sometimes people do it on um, Post-it notes. I've heard that, and put it all in that box. as an indication. No, it's in the box. It's a, which means God's taking care of it because most of that stuff, it's out of our control anyway. You know, we, we I find that I get super uh, anxious and sometimes fearful over stuff that I can't control. It's in God's hands anyway. So why do I keep taking it back? Oh, I'm going to worry about this for you. You don't know. No, no. why do that? Because when I do that, it's hurting my heart, and it's weakening my soul, right? And it's, and it's also damaging my relationship with God, where, again, the, the pure in heart, they see God. I want to be able to see God crystal clear. How about you? And that, In order to do that, i gotta, I got to get all those anxieties out. i got to be honest with, uh, with, with who I am and w- where, where I'm at, right? Again, Paul says, "Begin with the present reality." In four two, on the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone. You know, uh, looking good on the outside, but a real mess on the inside. One of the things I like about Elam Fellowship, I'm, you know, I don't know how much you know about Elam Fellowship. We, you know, we have churches, uh, churches, and pastors and stuff. One of the things I like, uh, I, I came to Elam, I don't know, probably forty three, forty four years ago, and I like the fact that uh, they're. They, they're not, not into like flash and uh, personalities. We're presence above personalities, right? We want the presence of God. And we believe that the presence of God can move through anybody, right? It's, a, it's not about how big of a name. It's no, presence. Let's look for presence, not personality. That's not to say that some people can do special things in the kingdom. I'm not saying that, but as a general rule, we're looking for presence over personality. That we're, you know, not let's not be ego driven, you know, that like, gotta, you know, make myself look good and, uh, you know, th- 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 this type of thing. It's, uh, you know, worried about what's on the inside, not just what's on the outside. That's what that's what, uh, Paul's talking about here, setting forth the truth plainly, you know, uh. I, I would do it this way. Uh, again, i to. If you if you work for Harbor Freight, I, I mean no nothing personal by this. But if you if you go to Harbor Freight and you buy yourself a a, a a battery operated drill, it's going to look like on the outside a Dewalt drill, right? That you get from Home Depot. The the Harbor Freight one is 39.99. Now the the Home Depot one is like 149.99, right? Uh, they both look the same. And for the most part, you know, in the beginning, they'll both do the same thing. Uh, Not, not, yeah, only in the beginning. Exactly right. And if you were to open up both those, if you, if you, uh, if you were to open them up, right, and lay, you know, lay, lay them bare there, and you look, you look in there, the, the one that looks good doesn't look so good anymore. There's, there's not as many windings around the motor. The wires are a lot thinner. The insulation around the wires are, are thinner. And so there's just not, there's not, there's no power there when it really gets right down to it. You see, you, you, it's what's on the inside that counts. That's what God is saying. That's what Solomon is saying is when he's saying, guard your heart. That's the inside stuff. That's the character stuff. That's that's a, that, that's the that's a place of honesty and authenticity and integrity where where when you see when you when you get there the honesty authenticity integrity now you're starting to uh, get your 2020 vision to be to see God uh, because when you are as real as you can be it's much easier to see God when you're as real as you can possibly be we try to put some phony baloney uh, up there to God. And God's like, well, who's this? Like, how can he deal with the phony, right? You know, when, I, one time I heard God say, God, Joe, I, gotta, I have enough trouble trying to deal with you. Why are you giving me a false you too? You know, like, no, give me, give me the real Joe. Because then, then he can transform me and, 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 and transform you into who he truly wants you to be, right? All right, and then, okay, so then, then uh, you, when, when we are who we really are, that's when that verse for me of, okay, now we can strengthen what remains. You see, you see we were being fearful that, well, that's all I've got. But God's saying, oh, uh, that's okay, that's all you got. Now we can work with that. You see, that, that, uh, I go sometimes to churches and pastors like, oh, people are leaving, and COVID got this. And, and I, my heart breaks, uh, it does, when people are leaving the church, but it's like, at some point, what you have to do is say, you know what, God's not going to do anything with the people who left. He, I mean, he might do it somewhere else. But for you, they're gone. He's going to use the people that are there to do something that he wants to build in the kingdom. It's like, you know, uh, I, you, know we, you have money problems. It's like, I, I don't have enough money. and You're always you're talking about no money. No, and you're, you're talking about everything that you don't have when he's saying, strengthen what remains. What do you have? There's a story in the Old Testament uh, about uh, a, a widow, right? She's got two young sons. Her, husband, <coughs> her husband's dead. And she calls out to the man of God. She says, hey, uh, you know, prophet, my, my, my husband's dead. My kids are going to be sold into slavery so I can pay off my debts. Hey, what can you do for me? And you know, he, he looks at her and uh, now you would have thought, right? well, I'll just cut you a check. We'll get you through the hard times. No, he, he, what, the prophet says to her, uh, well, what have you got in your house? She's like, well, I, I, if I had anything in my house, uh, right? if I had anything in my house, I wouldn't be asking you. And, but she says, I got, a little, I got nothing but a little bit of oil. <laughs> see, he knows. Now he says, oh, okay. And what does he tell? He, tell, he, says, no, he says, here's what you need to do. Go, go around to all your neighbors, get your boys, go to all your neighbors, get as many Tupperware bowls as you possibly can. Right? Get, just get them all. And they, so they, they get all the Tupperware balls, and she says, go in your house, close the door behind you, right? Close the door behind you. Don't, don't, be, don't be looking back at, oh, if only my husband was here, oh, if I didn't have these creditors, no. Close the door behind all that and start pouring the oil, right? Now, also realize you need some humility here in that you're going to go ask friends, I have needs, can you help me? Uh, it's a big deal. But she starts pouring that oil. She strengthens what remains. God is going to use what remains? He's going to strengthen in us what remains. If we're always complaining about how we think it should be, at least this is what I do. I just say, oh, God, you know, this, you know, this, uh, you, know, you know, this woman you gave me, or this, you know, job you gave me, or this, you know, this car that you gave me. Like, you know, and that's that's all negativity. That's that's bringing more toxicity into my heart. And He's saying, listen, hey, if you could get over here, at what do you have? And I'll breathe on what you have if you'll, if you'll just come to me with what you have and not complaining to me all the time about, you know, all the stuff that you don't have. And that's in the Bible, all through the Bible I, 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 that I could talk to you about. And, and then, it, you know, when they fill up the last vessel there, last Tupperware, it stops and uh, the prophet says, okay, so you can sell all that and, you know, you and your boys can live, you know, live high on the hog. Uh, on that, because she was willing to strengthen what she, you know what she has, and look at it takes humility to do that, right? It takes this uh, humility and uh, vulnerability. Can you help me, right? It, it takes humility to uh, to say to God, even uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I got some messes here that need to be cleaned up. This is what I this is what I've got left, right? Uh, but, you know, humility opens up the door to creativity. Even in the business world, like it takes a a humble company or an ego-infested company. uh, Is we've got it all, we're just going to ride along on what we've got. But humility says, well, you know, what what else? How could we improve this? Or what else is what else is going on? That it leaves the door open for more to happen. And right, and so even in our own lives, humility says, okay, uh, okay, God, I'm open to other things. I'm open to your your help in, in things and bringing new things into my life, right? Uh, that, you know, we have to be, humility also uh, is the, the key to to uh, having a strong heart, and that's getting help from other people. Because, you, you know, we, we can't, Christianity is not an individual sport, right? It's, uh, it's, it's, you, we need each other. You would think the way we talk sometimes, even the, the, uh, most of the books in the, in the New Testament, especially the letters, the epistles, they were written to the whole church. They weren't written to just one person. We, we read them often like, you know, like when in Ephesians 6, when it says, uh, you know, put on the full armor of God, take your stand, put on the full armor of God. And if you read, if I read that just as, okay, that's, I, I got all the armor on, you know, and you think, well, now nothing should happen to me. Well, well, you know, just one person with the armor on might help you for a little while, but you're going to get taken out. It, what that was, written, that was written with the idea that w- those Roman soldiers, they put it all on and they stand in a, in a line, shield to shield to shield to shield, they make a wall so that they're protecting each other and they're protecting who's behind them. If you're just all by yourself, you know, you're going to last a little while, but you're going to get overtaken. That's why the, I think the church is, is, uh, doesn't see some of the miraculous that we should be seeing because Listen, we have trouble in our marriages, staying together, even in the church. The church has trouble, right? You know, how many times, you know, that's why you have the first Baptist church, the second Baptist church. The, I'm not p- picking on Baptists. You know, you see churches splitting apart, you know, and then, and then you have even like denominations splitting and like we can't get along with churches down the street. You know, if we can stand united. if We have the humility, right? That, that's, again, it comes back to heart. Uh, we're gonna st- would see a lot more strength, a lot more power. Uh, it's uh, but we got to get dressed for success. And this whole thing, this whole thing of uh, helping each other. It's uh, you know at, at Elam we have like a coaching program, and you know some people get upset over the word coaching, but it's it's just we're gonna help each other. It takes humility to pick up the phone and say hey, or to go on, on- online and fill out that you want to you want to get some coaching, but it's helping each other. And we're, we're always trying to develop ways of connecting people so that we can help each other. That's a, uh, it's because you can't do this all by yourself, right? We got blind spots. I remember one time, uh, one time I was in this pizza parlor, and uh, guy in a, back when three-piece suits were in. I think they might be well suits. Nobody's wearing them, but they were in. And a guy came out of the bathroom, <clears throat> three-piece suit, and uh, just looked just looked great. But as he walked by me. Uh, he had some toilet paper uh, streaming, just stringing along. Yeah, I don't know how, I, I don't know how it happened. And I was with somebody, I said, should we tell him or should we just let him go out like that, you know? Because you know, he ran over to him and said, no, you need to go back in there, check yourself out. You know, he was just so appreciative, right? Because blind spots. How, how many of us have stuff hanging off of us? And don't you hate when you've got something like hanging out of your nose and you had a conversation with a friend for 15, 20 minutes, and it's like, why didn't they tell me that I had that thing hanging from my nose? You know, it's like, what we, need, we need each other to be able to, that, it helps us it, it, to see the weak spots in our heart and the blind spots that, that, that we're missing. And so, uh, let me just give you a review. Uh, to, to find the power in our places of weakness, right, uh, in our soul, is uh, to do a heart check. Because the heart, you know, it, it can be, you can have hidden heart problems but you know, if you're not checking it. A reality check. What's really going on? And this is a challenge for church people is to, to admit what's really going on to God. What's the reality check? And then I, I call it a heart dump. You might need to just, you know, get all your anxieties, all your fears, all your worries. Just get it onto paper and give it over to God. And then the last thing I would say is doing the relationship check is how are things going in your relationship, who are you doing? Who are you doing your, re, your Christianity with? Because you really can't do it alone. You have to have other people. Otherwise, our heart's going to get toxic. And when our heart is toxic, we don't see God clearly, and we won't have the strength and the power of God to accomplish everything that He wants to in our lives. I want to be able to pray for you, and then I'm going to turn it back over to Pastor. Uh, so let's pray together. Father, we just we come to you now in Jesus' name. And I'm asking you, Father, to help us. Give, I'm asking for courage, Lord. Give our, each of us, I need it, Lord. Give, make me brave. Make people brave and courageous to be honest with you and to find other people in their lives that they can be honest with. That, Lord, your, that your power can flow into our hearts. That you would help us to cleanse our hearts. Give us the courage, Lord, to admit what is there, what remains, Father, we need courage in that. Courage to be humble. Courage to be vulnerable in these things. That we wouldn't just be, Lord, uh, on the outside, but Lord, you're going to strengthen us in our inner person to have the power of God flow in our lives that we would feel your joy, your peace, your presence in our life, and it would just overflow to others. I'm asking, Lord, you do an awesome work in this place. Continue to grow it. Continue to multiply the influence of this church and the people in it. We ask it in Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Thanks so much. It was fun to talk to you.